0: This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Thursday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca. So much to go over, so much to get into, so much to talk about. So many different places we can start. I guess I'll start with the late game, Flames and Kings in Los Angeles. Got a chance to really watch the Kings for the first time. We had a couple of people asking about Los Angeles. And certainly the, the impression that I got from watching the Kings is that you've got Anze Kopitar back. All right, Last year was a miserable year for him. He usually is one of the best centers in the National Hockey League. Now he's contributing. He's got uh, three goals so far this year. He's really contributed offensively for the team. They did blow the lead against the Flames team. It's pretty good. And, of course, Monaghan, who just owns overtime, uh, gets a, a pretty goal, which was more so the passing between Johnny Hockey, that got the the, the play open in Brody to find Monahan for his second goal of the year to win it in overtime. Yarmir Yager officially back in the National Hockey League, played a little over 13 minutes. He was a minus one, but it's nice to see Yarmir Yager back officially in a Flames uniform, officially with his ninth National Hockey League team, and it's good to see the 45, soon-to-be 46-year-old back in the National Hockey League. Bouncing around uh, the Devils with a six three win over the Maple Leafs, and hearing from Devil fans who are excited about the three and zero start, and you should be the the three the three teams they beat in this order: Colorado. All right, well, Colorado, as we're going to talk about in a little bit, is off to a great start, winning three of their first four games. Uh, they've now beaten a Toronto team that was undefeated going into that contest. They beat Buffalo, that's off to a real struggle, but they pounded them 6-2. Now, there's a couple of different ways to look at it. They're 3 and over the first time since 14-15 where they didn't make the playoffs, so just your 3 wins out of uh, out of 81 is not going to get it done but still a nice win but the thing that jumps out at me is that they've scored 16 goals in the first 3 games that's the first time since 9192 when they started a season scoring 16 or more goals in the first 3 games that's when they scored 17 and if you think about how the league was in 9192 which was a lot more offensive than it is now Clearly, this is a great start for New Jersey. Everybody contributing again, as it just seems to me that they're letting the kids go. And Miles Wood almost had a hat trick. He was great last year for them. Uh, Zaka, uh, we saw him a little bit last year beginning to mature and and get into the fray here. So he he ended up scoring a couple of goals last night. So whether it's Brat, whether it's Heisher, whether it's Zaka, whether it's Butcher, there's so many young players For the New Jersey Devils getting it done so far early on. They've got another test coming up against the Washington Capitals. But still, stockpiling points in that very competitive metropolitan division is going to be important. And looking at the Leafs, again, the problem with Toronto is stopping goals from being scored. They're going to score their share, and they're going to get their opportunities. Corey Schneider was terrific uh, in net as Toronto threw a ton of shots at him. So Toronto is a great offensive team. They're going to get a lot done as far as offense is concerned. They threw 50 shots on goal at Corey Schneider. So, believe me, Toronto's problems are never going to be offensive. But the Devils only had 31 shots on goal and still managed to score six. So, Frederick Anderson needs to be play, be, play better. The blue line needs to play better. And also, whoo. Eight power play opportunities for Toronto. Five for New Jersey. Uh, Just uh, 13 power play opportunities combined for both teams and just three power play goals, but tons of penalties there. The slashing penalty, these players have to adjust now. You touch anybody with your stick on the the wrists, on the stick, on the gloves, on the arm, you're going to get a slashing penalty, and that's where it seems to be a majority of the penalties are coming from. I heard the stat going into last night that there's been only two games of the 49 games played going into last night where there was not a slashing penalty in the game so that's changed everything the rivalry renewed between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Washington Capitals and just like usual Pittsburgh ends up getting the win Alexander Ovechkin did score his eighth goal of the season so just amazing of four games he's got eight goals we told you that Chris Letang is going to be a difference maker. He gets the first goal of the game, and they never looked back. Uh, Juice gets his first National Hockey League goal for the Washington Capitals, but Hornquist and Sheary contribute, and then, as I said, Ovechkin gets his eighth of the year as Pittsburgh wins. And they've kind of stabilized themselves after a slow start. They're now 2-2-1. Two, two and one. Capitals also 2-1-1. Two, two, one one. The Penguins are also 2-1-1. One and one. Avalanche I, I, we've, we've seen this before. They got off to a great start last year winning two of their first three games, but now three of their first four sweep of the home-and-home home against the Boston Bruins, 6-3. to three. When we analyzed Colorado, we thought that Duchesne was going to be an issue. And why wouldn't he be, considering the fact that he was supposed to be traded. He didn't talk to the media, if you remember when training camp opened. He was very respectful but said, I'm not going to speak. Uh, and he still has contributed very much. I'm not sure he's staying there. Teams that need centers, a.k.a. the Rangers, I'm sure, are taking a really good look at what the Avalanche are doing. But as long as Colorado continues to win, Nail Yakupov has been good for them. I'm not sure they're going to be making any trades. I know they're thinking more about the future, but I think you also have an obligation to kind of see where this start leads you, and the Avalanche certainly off to that great start. Islanders came into the Duck game winning four consecutive games against Anaheim. That streak is now over as the Ducks win by the final score of 3-2. to two. A Very, very competitive game in this one. Ducks get off to a terrific start as Cogliano scores just 37 seconds in to give the Ducks the one to nothing lead. But Brock Nelson gets a couple of goals, but just not enough. Raquel scores. Eves in his first game back from injury uh, scores as well, so just a little bit too much as the Islanders get off on the wrong foot on their western swing as they come up short by the final score of three to two. Now you took a, take a look at the games that can be played tonight. Penguins again second to back to backs going to Tampa to take on the Lightning. This is a very interesting game. Tampa's won two of their first three games so these are two of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. Would not be shocked if these two teams were to meet each other in the conference final uh, coming up in, in, uh, in late May. So that's a really good test. How about St. Louis? 4-0 and to start the year. They'll be in Florida to take on the Panthers, who are 1-1. and Predators got off to that um, great start against Philadelphia. Gave up five consecutive goals. Fought back and won for their first victory of the season. And they'll take on a Dallas Stars team, also coming off their first win of the season. Very interested to see the Wild. They've yet to win 0-1-1 in Chicago against the Blackhawks. Blackhawks played a lot of hockey, three games and four nights, but they're 3-0-1 off to a terrific start, so that's a great test for the Wild. Uh, Jets had a great win over the weekend against Edmonton, their only win of the year. The Canucks off to a nice start considering many people, including myself, thought they were going to be the worst team in the West. 1 0 1 coming off a shootout loss to Ottawa. Uh, Detroit suffered their first loss of the season. They'll see the bounce back against the Coyotes team that's just seen a little bit too much of Vegas. They're 0 2 1 to start the year. And keep an eye on what's happening in San Jose. Is DeBoer on the hot seat? Is Chicago, uh, excuse me, San Jose's lost their first two games going up against a Buffalo Sabre team that isn't going to be firing Phil Housley? He just got there, but kind of interested to see where the Sabres are at. This is like the worst time in the world for Buffalo to go out west. They've got a bunch of problems right now. They just can't keep the pucks out of the net. They haven't been able to win, and they're going to go up against another team that has also struggled. So, very interested to see that game late for buffalo because when you're struggling the last thing in your world you really want to do is have to go out west so curious to see how that's going to go all right let's close that with you at don LaGreca hashtag game misconduct courtney is back as well and she wants to know uh she's very curious why smith is on the sidelines i found it unusual that he sat out for a couple of games when he's supposedly a second pair guy There's rumors he's come in to camp out of shape. Uh, He's really struggled. AV, this is a very important year for Vigneault. He's got Lindy Ruff as his assistant coach, so there's rumblings already that AV's on the hot seat after losing last year in the second round to a team that many people believed was better than Ottawa. Rangers off to a slow start already. He's been here for five years, and I'm not saying that he's on his way out, but we went into last year wondering, could he survive a poor season? They had a good one. So, I think A.V. is doing everything he can, playing the players that are best. All right, they acquired D'Angelo, but D'Angelo hasn't deserved to play. They gave a contract to Smith, but he hasn't deserved to play. They gave Heedle the chance to start with the big club at the beginning of the year. He didn't deserve to play. So uh, I don't think there's any kind of rift between management and A.V. I just think it comes down to, yeah, I paid you a contract, but A.V. is just trying to win games. And they're going to be in Columbus tomorrow. I'm going to be doing game misconduct from Columbus. They've got back-to-back games against a Blue Jackets team that's a pretty good team. And then, of course, the Devils, who've won three in a row. So a nice test for the Rangers. And I'll have both of those calls in Columbus tomorrow at a Madison Square Garden coming up against the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Sam Diaz says, Avs off to a good start after being picked to be last in their division. Do you think this quiets the Duchesne trade talks? I do for now. I do believe that Duchesne is going to get traded. I don't think he's going to stay there long term. They don't certainly seem to be in a situation where they want to give him a long-term contract. But, again, I think they are under an obligation when you get off to this kind of a start to see it through. But I do believe that he is going to get traded at some particular point. Remember, they got off to a good start last year and ended up with only 48 points. So, you know, Devils, too, got off to a great start last year, fell apart. So it's still very, very early, but I do think they want to see – this through, and that's kind of the direction that Anthony Grant's going into. Hey, Don, thanks for answering my question yesterday. Rangers had two scouts at the Avalanche game last night. What could that be about? Well, clearly it's about Duchesne. Rangers would love to be able to add a center. They thought Heedle would be the answer. They moved Miller when they sent Heedle back down. I think De'Arnay's been very solid as the fourth center. They'd love to be able to upgrade zabanajad has been a home run so far with his five goals. I think the Rangers would love to get Duchesne. Now, what they're going to give up, I don't know. But again, I think it's very early here for both teams. Rangers off to a slow start. Avalanche off to a fast start. Rangers would probably love to pull the trigger. I think the Avalanche are going to pump the brakes for now. Victor says, can't wait for tomorrow's Devils home game versus the Capitals. Hopefully, crowd is as good as the home opener. Still early, but back-to-back, including the Rangers, should be a good test. I agree. I thought last night was a huge test, and they passed it. I think the Capitals will be a huge test. Rangers, a team that's kind of had their number in recent years, so... I still want to see when you ever got kids, eventually it kind of peters out. But the one thing I'll say about the Devils that makes you feel good long-term about them, Schneider's been good. Schneider was not good last year. Uh, Captain Turtle says, I understand why McPhee sent uh, um, uh, Vlad down. Uh, He's talking about um, Shabakov, but hearing he wants out of Vegas, could he be a trade target for the Rangers? Yes, I do think the Rangers are looking for some help in that area and McPhee does have a relationship with the New York Rangers, having played for the Rangers, have been around the organization for a while. A very good possibility that there could be a trade. So we've got Kevin Fitz who says, or Fritz, excuse me, he says ESPN and NHL have the Devils between 13 and 15 in the power rankings. Do you agree with where they are placed? No, I don't. I saw the NHL one. I didn't see the ESPN one. And I get into arguments when I do the Michael K show when we do the power rankings of the NFL. And it's one of the reasons I hate doing power rankings at the beginning of the season. Same reason why I hate when college football ranks teams before you kick off. The Devils were a team, without even looking at it, I would assume were ranked at the bottom of the NHL. And rightly so. They had the first overall pick. They won the lottery. They weren't a good team. Five straight years of missing the playoffs. So the Devils get off to a three and zero start, including beating two good teams, and including beating a team that everybody's got pegged as maybe a cup contender in Toronto, and beat them six three in Toronto. Well, the Devils aren't going to jump from thirty up to one. I saw that Dallas is still ranked like middling, even though they've been brutal. They're 1-2. Dallas has not been good. They've lost to Vegas on their home opener. But Dallas was a team that I think a lot of people, including myself, had ranked very high at the beginning of the season. It's probably tough to move up a bunch of spots. So there's that prejudice of where you had them at the beginning of the season. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. Believe me, if the Devils continue to win the way they're winning, if Colorado continues to w- win the way they're winning, they will move up. And if Dallas continues to struggle, they will move down. Rangers continue. To struggle, they're going to move down as well. So I really believe that uh, you can't get too caught up in, in the power rankings. I don't think that it's really something that you should need to worry about. Uh, Nelson Johnson says Rangers need goals outside of Zabanajad ASAP. Do you think that Vegas resolves? Again, we're talking about. Um, again, I'm trying to pronounce his name because it's been a while since we've talked about it. Uh, Shapikarov. Uh, issue soon there seems to be those rumors about that possibility um, remember there were very similar rumors that the Rangers were going to trade for Nail Yakupov as early as remember last year um, I'll, I'll be on the road with the Rangers like I said I'll put my ear to the ground to see if there's any kind of rumors I do think the Rangers need to make a deal I didn't like their centers going in I wasn't in love with their offense going in we said that they're probably going to chase goals as good as the blue line is as good as the goaltending is Where's Nash? Where's Kreider? Need more from Hayes? Need more from Miller? Again, it's early. We're only four games in. But I do think that there might be a possibility of a couple of deals before it's all said and done. Uh, Thor sends a tweet. Love the storyline of new season, but let's not get ahead of Neil. Let's not get ahead. Neil can't carry Vegas and youth will show in the long run with the New Jersey Devils. Of course, Uh, Colorado as well. Um, The cream is going to flow to the top. It's just so interesting when I see the stats. Colorado, one two out of three to start the season last year. All right, so we shouldn't be overly surprised they got off to a good start this year. Devils, it's their first 3-0 start since 14-15. That's two years ago, and they didn't make the playoffs then either. Uh, so let's not get too crazy at the start. But again, I will say, points do not go bad. So if you're in a situation where you're collecting points, when you go through the doldrums later on in the year, you might be able to survive them based on how you play. You cannot win a Stanley Cup in October, but you sure can lose one. You sure can dig yourself a hole. So right now the Rangers trying to dig out. Dallas is trying to dig out. Boston's trying to dig out. Buffalo's trying to dig out. Minnesota's trying to dig out of slow starts. Winnipeg as well. Um, I don't think Detroit's going to sustain. I don't think Colorado's going to sustain. I don't think New Jersey's going to sustain with their starts either, but it could be a pleasant surprise, something you can ride out. So, again, American Thanksgiving is always that time you look and see where you are in the standings, and then you really determine where you're going to be. So as far as trades are concerned, as far as panic is concerned, as far as, like, planning for a parade is concerned, it's way, way too early. So... Have some fun with it, but we've got a lot of hockey left to be played, and eventually the cream is going to flow to the top. Thank you for joining us. I'll be live from Columbus coming up tomorrow, Uh, so enjoy the games tonight. We'll get you ready for the weekend. We'll have our first uh, top five power rankings coming up uh, tomorrow as well, live from Columbus, so enjoy Your Thursday of hockey, and we will talk to you again tomorrow, again live from Columbus, Ohio. This has been the Thursday edition of Game Misconduct. Thanks for listening to the Game Misconduct Podcast. Looking for more Don LaGreca? Hear him on the Michael K Show weekdays from 3 to 7 p.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York and worldwide on the ESPN app. And don't forget to subscribe to the Game Misconduct Podcast on the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.